you will each understand this different, but I believe you will understand this how you should. I will remain forever optimistic because of the transformations I've experienced in my life and witnessed in others. I wasn't born to be nobody great or intelligent. I don't possess advantages or privileges someone could expose as unique gifts in my life. I'm curious, I'm weak, and I'm ambitious, just like you. The Lunch Break is a podcast for those aiming to live and learn by the greatest experiences life has to offer. Aaron Live, Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. And also, never stop asking the hard questions. Yo, what is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Lunch Break Podcast. It's your boy, Paul Bernard II. And I'm very excited today because, one, I got one of my favorite food restaurants in front of me, man. You know what I'm saying? I got that Chick-fil-A. Shout out to them for sponsoring this episode. I'm lying. I went and I bought it. But now I'm here with another one of my favorite people, Miss Jordan Jansen. How you doing, girl? Good afternoon. Hey. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is. Honestly, it's, yeah, it's I just came for the food. <laughs> <laughs> it has been such a long week. Like I am like so tired. I was at work till like 5.30 in the morning last night. But hey, you know what? We're here. We're going to have a good conversation. We're going to eat some good food. And today we were talking about overcoming traumatic experiences and circumstances. Because you know what? I think you can speak for yourself in your own story, but I would say that you have been through an immense amount of trauma and chaos in your life. I don't know, but yeah. it's, been, it's been pretty crazy. Like, we're going to get into it, and you guys are going to understand what we're talking about. But, um, yeah, introduce yourself. Tell the people what you do, and I'm just going to, you know what I'm saying, put a little sauce and a little something on my... Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as you know, I'm his best friend, favorite friend, favorite hey. person, Jordan. Um, <laughs> she said how to get that out there. I just, just <laughs> Make sure y'all know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I be working on films and commercials. I'm a medic. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to get out of the ambulance in the hospital setting. Well, I love it. It does not pay bills. And unfortunately, yeah. right now, especially with COVID, you got to pay bills. Yeah. Right. Also, I just have a passion for film. So right. put the two two together. Makes right. it for a good work day. Absolutely. So actually, I met Jordan. I was, uh, I was manager at a boxing gym local here in Grand Rapids. And um we actually did a shoot with a tv show called the fixers so they came and they basically redid the whole gym and interviewed a lot of us since i was manager you know they interviewed me a few times but jordan was actually the set medic at this shoot so that is how i met her you know through that crazy experience that that whole week of shooting was was wild (laughs) it was fun but it was a wild experience if anyone knows blues if anyone watching this knows knows uh blues gym or dino or anything that goes on in that gym, you know that it can get kind of wild. But <laughs> I think just Dino. Yeah, <laughs> literally. But it was good. Yeah, we met then, and you were kind of going through some stuff at that time. Um, so I'll say our friendship kind of got thrown right into the deep end, right off the bat. And I was like, Story oh my god, my literally, because like me and uh, her current boyfriend, you know, we're just chill people. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we don't. Do much. We're from Grand Rapids, small city. <laughs> you're from the West Coast, you know, Compton area and all that. LA. So you, I don't know. I guess you're more more used to like the bigger setting and stuff like that. But so we're chilling, and here come this crazy girl Jordan. <laughs> come on, all her baggage and stuff. We gotta take care <laughs> and all this. And I'm oh, like, man, dang. what is going on? Nah, I'm completely messing. Everything is completely worth it. We mm. all have our own baggage, but I don't know. You uh, I think you didn't mention is you also 
do TikTok. Your TikTok famous now, huh? Well, I'm not yeah. famous yet. Now, hey, you, you got some be. numbers. You got you got six figure followers. You got like a little over 100k or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't even know how. Literally, <laughs> I mean, most of the time I just talk about stuff I've been going through, and I guess a lot of people can relate to it. Yeah, and the followers just kind of built. I didn't go on TikTok for followers though. Mm-hmm. It started becoming an outlet. After everything that I had started going through, I was keeping to myself and kind of just Batmaning, as you know. Yeah. Sitting yeah. on my couch in the dark, not talking to anybody or going anywhere. Yeah. And then I finally downloaded TikTok because I was bored one day. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Shoot, I'll make one. Miles and it was fun. Yeah. And then I started making more. And then I started sharing stuff, which I was not planning on doing. Yeah. And here we are. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think that helped a lot, to be honest, because like... It's one thing, like, when you can, like, overcome it yourself and you have your own, like, you know, methods of overcoming stress and all that. But to be able to actually overcome something to the point where you can share with other people, that helps a lot. Because now it helps that person, too, along with helping yourself because you realize you have other people that relate to you in your problem and other people that actually care about you and value you and creates, like, this little community of people who, you know, who struggle together that are now growing together. And you have all these, you know, TikTok friends. And all Actually, all yeah, they've they've been constant with the encouragement. And a lot of them have gone through some really crazy, chaotic, traumatic shit, too. So it's mm-hmm. not just me. Yeah. It makes me feel better that it's yeah. not just yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's crazy. So would you be open to talking about one of your most recent traumatic events, what happened? Kind of telling them what happened? Shoot. So let's see, when I met you, I was married at the time, had been married for a few years. Um, maybe, I think it was like maybe a, hmm, a month before I met you guys and did that shoot. Mm-hmm. My husband told me that he had cheated on me when I had come here to Michigan to buy our house. He stayed in California, finished up working there, finished up packing the house. And during that time, he cheated on me with someone, a friend that we had known. Hmm. And then didn't tell me for a year. So when he had told me, it was about a year from when it had happened, pretty much on our wedding anniversary. (laughs) Go Mm -hmm. figure. Wow. Um, And I was like, you know what? Okay, first offense. We'll figure it out. I was hurt, but I wasn't ready to give up. Right. Um, Fast forward a couple weeks, I'd say. We'd all been working at the same company. And um, I left that company after about a year to go work in um, an assisted living facility. And as soon as I did that, one of the thoughts at this company went after my husband. Yeah. And he did nothing to stop it. And it eventually came out to where he just started lying nonstop. Um, And when I confronted him about it, he got physical. And he had gone physical one time before, years before, um, you know, got drunk one night, got upset, was physical, apologized, seemed really remorseful, never did it again. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, everybody gets, you know, one fuck up, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And then when I confronted him about this new situation, this new broad at the company, I uh, got physical again. And I told him, unfortunately, you put your hands on me again, we're done. Right. I was willing to overlook the infidelity. Don't ask me why. I don't know. Probably loved, I loved him to death. Mm. But I think he realized I was serious that time because nothing he was doing was making a difference or working when it had before. And he started getting desperate. And you actually got to be there for one of those times mm. where he was trying anything and everything to make me feel bad to take him back. Yeah. Uh, just so much freaking drama but at the end of it um 
this broad, basically. So I found out later, text him that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I guess he lost all hope because we had been trying for a family. Um, and he knew that I wasn't going to stick around for something like that. That's yeah. not a mistake you just accidentally make. Right, right. And uh, that's the day that uh, he killed himself. And let's see. Drank a bunch. I don't know when, but I found him super drunk. Um, was trying to talk reason into him. He just kept telling me he was desperate to die, that he had gone too far, that I would never see him the same again, that nothing would ever be the same. And I was like, well, yeah, it won't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you do certain steps and you make certain decisions, they're going to have consequences. Mm -hmm. And that was the hardest thing for me because I had always let a lot of shit slide, I think. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time I ever stood my ground and I guess he could see that I was not budging. Yeah. And uh, I think the alcohol gave him that last little bit of courage he needed. Um, and he was a big enough dude, so it wasn't easy to fight him. I remember sending you that text to call for help once he took my phone. Mm -hmm. um, thank God you did. Mm -hmm. And uh, cops got there about a minute or two after he had shot himself. And uh, here we are today, yeah, <laughs> eight months right. later, almost to the day. Right. You're still standing. <laughs> Barely. Barely. <laughs> there was Barely. a few times where... All of us were not sure what was going to happen that next moment. Yeah. It's a tough situation. I mean, when I look back on it, I'm like, you gave him so much grace through all the stuff that he that he did where he messed up. And it's... Yeah. It was making me mad as your friend to see, like, this dude is basically taking advantage of your grace and taking advantage of your love. Right. And I didn't see it like that at first because a lot of people never gave me grace or gave me a chance after a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be that person to someone else. Right. Because at the end, you know, I tried to be different. I tried to change. Um, and I wanted someone else to have a chance to also change. Mm -hmm. So I thought I was doing him a favor and myself and it ended up just backfiring. Hmm. Yeah. He, <clears throat> I mean, the most important thing, like I've told you throughout the whole situation is don't blame yourself for anything that happened that he he committed, you know? It's hard not to, because the way he put it, he always tried yeah. to play the victim and stuff. And yeah, and I didn't see that also until the end yeah. of the the drama that he started creating and trying to victimize himself when he was obviously in the wrong and he knew it. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of put it very obviously to me that he didn't care. Yeah, That he was trying to make it all about him and make me feel bad for actually standing up for myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's when you know that you're not in a healthy relationship. And sadly, it took all of that for me to figure it out. Yeah. So looking back on it now, obviously it was a very, very, very hard time, tough situation. <laughs> and honestly, I look back and I was saying, it's not really a right choice you can make in that situation. You just have to make the choice that you feel like is, is the best in that moment, you know? And Yeah, but I, I think those change. You think so? In the moment, I think each moment is going to be a completely different one. Cause I mean, in that moment, I blamed myself a hundred percent. And then there are moments when I was like, no, that's not my fault. I didn't put the gun in his hand. Yeah. I didn't make him cheat. Mm -hmm. I didn't cause him to make those mistakes. And at the other point I was wondering, is there something I missed or something I said or something I did or didn't do that caused him to feel like he had no other choice, but to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. So each moment, it, it, it kind of changes all day, every day for me. Mm -hmm. It's 
I I used to work out. I, I started working out with him shortly after I met him. And when I found out what was going on between you two, I tried to do the same thing, like give him some grace. So I mm-hmm. was like, hey, you know, I run my own business. You know, let me help you start your business. He was really mm-hmm. good at woodwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, we can work out more. Let's come out with a schedule. Let's meet in the morning and read the Bible or something like that. And yeah, he would make some progress. But at the same time, he was so stuck on the fact that he messed up and he didn't want to admit that. Mm-hmm. He he didn't want to actually be the bad person. He wanted to pin on someone else that all the <clears> progress we would make would it, it wouldn't help at all. Yeah. And that night he was when he was uh drunk, he called me a few times. I wasn't in town, but he was calling me a few times, just talking to me. I was like, Hey, I don't have much time. Hey, I need Jordan and everything. But my priority was your security and your protection. Right. You know? Right. And for him to put hands on somebody and then call me and say, hey, where is she? Let me find, like, no, I'm not going to give you her location. I'm not going to tell you where she is. Right. Like, you can scream at me all you want. And if I was there, if I was local, I would have went and handled it in person, you know, but well, I'm glad 700 that you miles did. away. Because but- as you remember, he was sending me pictures of the gun yeah. and telling me that if I didn't respond, you know, it was going to be my fault that he pulled the trigger. That's it's terrible it's just, to put that you- on somebody. That's yeah. so bad. Like, what is your response supposed to be? Because you don't know. If you get there, what if they decide to turn it on you? Exactly. Or I don't exactly. want to watch someone that I care about. Yeah, I still loved him at the time. I didn't want to watch him die. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it ended up me mm-hmm. watching him die regardless. But it wasn't something I wanted. I mean, that makes me feel bad sometimes. I didn't want to see it so bad that I didn't even know what to do or to say. Mm-hmm. But it's we had been trying for a week, like me, you, Xavier. Mm-hmm. We had been trying. He looked like he was making progress. Yeah. I thought things were going better. He said that things were going better. So the day that everything switched and he like ripped our pictures off the wall, our wedding pictures and threw away the onesie that I had bought for um, like to tell him we had succeeded in starting our family. And I had no idea why. And just to find out that it was this, you know, this bitch essentially yeah. that had kind of screwed up all the progress that I thought he had made. It's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you another question. So after the fact, obviously, there's a lot of recovery and a lot of coping that has to happen. It's still happening. And, and that's how it's going to be for a while. And it's a good thing, obviously, that you have friends like me and Xavier. You know what I'm saying? We hold it down for you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think um, if you could kind of pinpoint a few things as friends mm-hmm. that people can do to another friend that's going through traumatic situations, like what kind of advice would you give? Like if you are looking back and talking to me. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And saying, Paul, this is how you handle Jordan Jansen when she's going through a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say? I'm oh, sorry. Speak, can you uh, get closer to the mic? I hope. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So from, I remember the morning of when X and I got back from the hospital, um, my family started coming over. I had had to make like a few phone calls and my family started showing up. Um, and it was just a whole lot of, I'm so sorry, my condolences, what can we do to help, here's food, mm-hmm. or just that awkward silence of people sitting in your living room not knowing what to say. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that made it worse. And at the time, I didn't really, I hadn't processed what had happened. I mean, the last image in my mind was watching him bleed out in the backyard, still alive, but yeah. dying with yeah. nothing I could do. As an EMT, that is so freaking frustrating. Yeah. But that was very difficult to where I ended up asking everybody to leave and just mm-hmm. staying by myself. And Xavier was with me um, and he was just playing it normal. And for whatever reason that gave me something to hold on to, 
And that was more comforting than the, I'm so sorry if there's anything I can do. It was just like, yeah, I understand shit happened, but you still got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. whatever reason, that gave me something to like think about mm-hmm. as opposed to just, damn, what just mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I would try to sit in the house and um, push you and Xavier away. Just mm-hmm. be in the house quietly. I think man, I changed the locks stubborn. on y'all you a few You are so times. stubborn, man. <laughs> yes, sir. I remember <laughs> changing those codes on you a few times. Oh, man. Um, but y'all still came over regardless. Um, and I didn't realize I needed that at the time. Mm-hmm. But again, it wasn't the I'm so sorry. It was just, all right, cool. So we're going to go do this. Or we're going to sit and watch a Disney movie. Or we're going to eat this food that you like. You guys never let me just sit there and stew in my depression. Yeah. And if I did really need to, you just sat by my side. Mm-hmm. You didn't force anything. You didn't make it awkward. You just were there. And sometimes that was all I needed. Yeah. So the, um, the I'm so sorry, there's, you know, it gets better. Or if there's anything I can do, honestly, it's just so played out. I know it sounds bad, mm-hmm. but it's not helpful. Yeah. It just makes you feel worse. Yeah. And then you realize half the time, you know, two months down the road, everybody who said if there's anything they can do, they yeah. don't mean that. Right. They're not there. Yeah. They didn't answer the phone. They're like, hey, I'm sorry you're going through this, but I kind of got my own shit I got to handle, mm-hmm. which I get. But, you know, after a while, you stop believing the uh, the people are there for you kind of yeah. thing, too. Yeah. So you just start relying on yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and X made sure I never had to do that. Yeah. And that helped more than you know. And the times that I got really, really low, where I almost followed him doing the same shit, picked up a gun. Y'all didn't call the cops on me. Mm-hmm. You just sat there and talked me through it. And let me know you were there for me. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, most people's first reaction is to freak out. Yeah. Call the cops. And I did freak out a few times. Yes. I'll be yes, you did. <laughs> but then, you know, X was the cool head. Yeah. Um, but when you freak out and call the cops, the cops have one objective. Just get them into a cop car and somewhere safe. Yeah. And I've worked at a psych hospital. Mm-hmm. It's not where you want to be or need to be after something like that has happened. Mm-hmm. Um. Honestly, just being around friends and family that genuinely care and can drop everything like you guys did and sit there with me for a few hours did way more good than 72 hours on a psych hold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So honestly, just being there for me, not following these society standards of show up, bring a casserole yeah. and call yeah. 911 when right. things don't go the right way. Yeah, that's like the power of presence. You told me that before. It's like if anything, if you can't do anything, you can't control people. You can't make choices for people. They're going to do what they want to do at the end of the day. But yeah. being there for somebody, just the power of presence, it's, it's so powerful, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's times I called you and I didn't even know why I did. And I just started breaking down. And you came over within a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize I needed it at that time. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember why I called you. I just, I guess I needed someone and didn't know how to ask. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Going through those stuff together, that's what builds friendships. That's what, that's what builds those lasting relationships. Lasting, yeah. Yeah. Some people don't even know. Some of the funniest circumstances and the most memorable times have been through those traumatic times. Yeah. The time you hit your head on a coffee table. <laughs> that was your fault. That was- oh, my goodness. Okay, quick recap. Was Go boxing ahead. with these boys. <laughs> and earlier that day, I again, you know. Lay husband put his hands on me, so I guess I got a concussion, didn't realize it. I go in the ring, start sparring a kid, I get hit in the head, and I just drop. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize I had already had a concussion, pretty much added to that. 
So these two guys stayed by my side all night, waking me up every two hours to make sure, you know, I was not going into the light. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I started not making sense or not waking up or something. I don't really remember. Yeah. But um, they were going to take me to the hospital. I was like, all right, whatever. This man goes to try and find Tim's to make sure I have a decent fit hey, to go to the hospital. To the ER, you got to look first. I'm have scared. conscious. <laughs> but I was trying to put on these shoes. I was so damn determined to put on my own shoes. And there was a coffee table right in front of me. And I was like, you know what, guys? I got this. I go to put on my shoe, but I never stopped. I just kept going. Oh, I said, oh, no. I went head first in that oh. coffee table. Probably concussion number three for the day. They was like, I don't know if she had a concussion before, but she definitely do now. I was like, dang. You couldn't have got some slip-ons or some flip-flops. Hey, you got Tim's. I'm not about to have my friend pull up to the ER looking bummy. We going to pull up fresh. You know what I'm saying? Despite the fact that she unconscious, she got to look fresh. I was in there. I was like, man, you know what? Let me pick out a nice fit for her. Oh, you know my saying? God. Tim's. But I'm like, I don't know why I let somebody who's been unconscious like the whole night try to put on their own shoes. Because <laughs> you was focused on the I'm fit. Like, I'm like, Jordan, we going to the hospital? She's like, huh? We going to the hospital. She's like, okay. I'm like, all right, here, let me put your shoes on. She said, like, I got it. I'm like, you sure? She's like, yeah. Boom. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's not the only time this happened. The second time. There was a second time? No, I'm talking about when you fell off the bed. Oh, Damn. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That was one of those bad nights where uh, I started drinking, which is something I don't do. You've known me. Yeah. And I do not drink because yeah. I know where it leads to. Especially, especially you, you're what, like three uh, foot two, 95 you know pounds what? or something? You know what? <laughs> I'll talk to you about that. I'll, give you, four, I'll give you four foot flat. You know damn well I'm five two and I'm proud of you. You five two? Five three on a good day. Oh, good job. Sorry. That's just because X six five. You know what? Man, hey, X make me feel four foot. So <laughs> exactly. Both in the same boat. But yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, what was we talking about? Oh, right. Falling off the... See? All those head injuries. <laughs> Where am I? Let's see. I drank that night. Yeah. Um, Something I don't do. I think I probably called you while intoxicated. That's why you showed up. You drank. Bro. You, mm. <laughs> I wanted to forget mm. feelings, and it did not do that for me, which is why I haven't really done it since. Mm. Let's see. I think I had been, like, throwing up. You had been sitting there on TikTok or whatever <laughs> next to me. Holding your hair. Holding your weave. You know damn well I ain't got no weave. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this is all natural, okay? <laughs> Let's see. I was I don't know why I was sitting on the bed. I guess I was sitting on the bed. Yeah, so and I passed out again. <laughs> yeah, you, why am I making you tell a story? You wasn't even. I don't. I don't barely, remember. You, you technically wasn't there. I wasn't. <laughs> so you was you was uh you know you got done throwing up whatever after a few hours or whatever, and then Xavier got home from work. I'm like, hey, bro. Clock in, it's your shift. So, <laughs> so he gets you on the bed and everything, lets you sleep a little bit. You make bit. it sound so bad. <laughs> he got you in the bed. <laughs> and you got to do, do can take care of your people. So I'm like, all right, I'm about to go in the living room and watch some Game of Thrones. You know, a little bit. <laughs> so I'm in the living room and I'm just like, you know what I'm saying, just watching TV. And then all of a sudden I hear, boom, and the whole house shake. And then I hear Xavier, damn. Like, I run into the room, I'm like, yo, what happened? He was like, bro, she woke up for like, Two seconds, and she had a conversation with me, and then she just fell off the bed. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then you just laying on the ground, just like this, just completely unconscious. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, bro, we are going to kill this girl. <laughs> like, 
But hey, this claim she was okay. Everything was Disclaim. fine. I don't know about okay. As, as far as as far as we know from that right now, a <laughs> couple months later, she's been okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I pick up conversations a couple days later. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I'd be forgetting where I'm going. Yeah. No, it's been it's been uh it's been a real look. I feel like yeah. it's gotten better though, because there were there were a lot of consistent days where it was either I almost followed him. Or I was drinking, or I was Batman in my term for just sitting in the dark and yeah. shutting everybody out. And those have gotten a lot fewer and farther between. Yeah. When they yeah. do hit now, they're kind of bad, but they're better. And it's usually yeah. like on an anniversary or yeah. like something triggered, like sometimes fireworks. Mm -hmm. I heard fireworks all of a sudden out of nowhere, and that kind of brought me back. So the flashbacks still definitely happen. Yeah, but I mean, girl, like... I don't want to like water down at all, like what you went through, but the way you've reacted, even though we may say sit here and like look at all the your Batman moments or all the times you drank, whatever it was, like you still handled it like a pro. I don't know about that. I don't no, I'm, feel I'm, no, like no, I did. No, no, no. I'm telling you, girl, like what you went through. There was no, there's no. You can't explain the type of pain that you felt and that you are feeling through this situation. And through, this is like just one of them. Like you've been through a lot of other situations as well that we haven't talked about. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a part two, part three, part four. Oh, damn. <laughs> Jordan's going to take over this podcast. <laughs> nah, but you know, it's, it's, it's good. It's just, it's all jokes. But honestly, like I'm like, I keep saying like, I'm so proud of you. The mm. way you've reacted and the way you've progressed. And like, you keep telling me, you're like, man, I don't feel like it's getting easier. I'm like, it's not, I feel like I'm not getting it better, but I've seen the progress myself. Oh, I appreciate uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I've witnessed it. It's been a blessing to witness it. It's been a blessing to be your friend and to be here. And if you try to keep me out your life, I'm going to come and find you. And I'm going to be the one that's going to hit your head and give you 25 <laughs> more concussions. I'm here for life. You feel me? I feel you. Yeah. So. And you've been showing that. And a lot of people do not pass that. When your friend is in a situation like that, which something hopefully is not some something a lot of people have to go through. Right. But you find out who your real friends are. Right. My right. family didn't come back by like afterwards they were offended that i didn't want them around that morning like literally three hours after them. i had like, found that it, that's what yeah. threw me off though like family like actual family yeah was like i was kind of offended that you asked us to leave um we came over to you know show our condolences and you know the least you could have done has been respectful about that and that's, i was like you do realize that i hadn't even processed what had happened that's so disrespectful like i just went yeah. through a night of getting my ass handed to me literally yeah. <laughs> into a wall finding my husband still not like i, I almost wish i had found him where he had passed already because mm. just watching him suffer that was horrible he I lasted imagine. three hours after that um finding him by myself and then having to go through the process of like writing a statement when all i wanted to know is how he was doing mm. um and not even knowing what the hell to do next yeah i mean that's that's kind of a lot to deal with and then try to cater to you know friends and family that aren't even thinking about you i mean they are but yeah they kind of just made themselves a victim again yeah seems yeah. to be a pattern <laughs> right <laughs> but y'all stuck through and that meant a lot to me it still does so Hopefully. Hey, you got Don't big, leave me. You got a big fridge, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got two fridges now. <laughs> two fridges. I'm like, hey, where else am I going? Where else am I gonna go? Like bring some Lord's chicken, have yeah. a sit down, watch she a got Disney all movie. the streaming services. She got a dog. I'm like, man, I'm chilling. Yeah, like, I've woken <laughs> up to find you on my couch watching a Disney movie Literally, with my I'm dog. <laughs> I'm like, hey Jordan, 
Like, how you get in here? I was sleeping. I woke up. I wanted to come over. Oh, my God. He's like, there's cranberry juice in the fridge. Exactly. That's you all you have to say. I am with my cranberry juice. Boy, ooh. Oh, my God. I killed some cranberry juice right now, actually. Let's, end up, let's just go get some cranberry. Honestly. Like- I got two gallons at the house. That's oh, all I'm real? saying. That's all I'm saying. Hey, we should we should watch the fight tomorrow. And drink Which fight? Cranberry juice. It's uh, Javante Davis. He's fighting. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I only got a few more days with you anyways. Wait, what you mean? Before I go to LA. You going to LA? Yeah. What? Oh, For I, work. I forgot we on the podcast. Tell, tell me what you're doing. Tell me what you're doing. No, I'm, uh, I'm taking gigs out in LA, more set medic gigs, working on whatever comes up, honestly. Um, movie, commercial. See, the last the last music video I did in LA was Slipknot's video. Word. Uh, they put Dang. they put me to use that day. Man, <laughs> you, awesome. If you've ever seen their videos, you know they are aggressive as shit. There was yeah. so <laughs> much medical shit I had to do on that yeah. set, but it was fun as hell. And uh, let's see, Panic at the Disco. I can't hear his song anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I hear High Hopes and I get flashbacks. (laughs) I heard that song like, oh my God, over a (laughs) hundred, over a hundred times on that set. And it was only a day shoot. Yeah. Oh my Lord. They did that whole shoot in one day? They did that whole shoot in one day. Oh my goodness. Him walking up the side of that building, everything, the whole thing. That band on the building at the top though. That, that was, was cold. That was, was cold as hell, but it was dope. Yeah, it was a dope shot. Oh, and that little uh, helicopter pad. That was so exciting. That was fun. Yeah. But I can't listen to the song anymore. <laughs> I love that song, man. It's a good song. Man, Until awesome. it's on repeat for 12 hours. I can't imagine. I literally cannot imagine. It was great, though. So I'm going to go and try and uh, make more name for myself. When are you leaving? Uh, July. In July? So in like five days? Yeah, that's like tomorrow. Dang. It's not, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You so you can watch my dog. Man. Hey, I respect that. That's that's what I'm talking about, girl. Like you've been through it, but hey, you still doing your thing. I got to. You got to keep got going. To. I mean, I almost didn't, but if I don't keep going, what do I got? Honestly, what do I got? Thanks. Now I'm throwing away my life that I have that is so obviously very easy to lose, and that's just a disrespect to it. Mm. You know, his decision should not become mine. I tell myself that, and I know that, but sometimes. Sometimes I forget that. Right. No matter what, got to keep pushing forward. Got to do it. It's hard, but we got to do it, man. Yeah. Well, that's why I I went back to my company. Because when I tried to go back into the nine to five field, I lasted a few months tops. And then I couldn't do it anymore. I felt like it was a waste of my life. And I saw how quickly life can be taken. And I wanted to do something more meaningful and something I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean. Hey, you do it. You, I'm telling y'all, overcoming tra- traumatic experiences, overcoming negative situations. Like, this is, you're a living testimony of it right now. If anyone, like, for you to do this, like, overcome your experiences and your chaos in your life, anyone can do it. I'm telling you guys, anyone can do it. And that's like, it's been a huge motivation to me. Like, we've been talking about how much, like, you know, me and Xavier have helped you through the situations. But girl, you know how much you've helped me. Like, literally, to see you progress like this, like, I have all this optimism now. I'm like, man, I'm feeling down today, but if Jordan can go through this and she can do this, then, hey, I can do anything. Like, come on, man. Like, for you to have, like, and it's just, it's only been eight months. Yeah. And we got a question. It says, how did y'all meet? I'm pretty sure they said that earlier, but know. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so kind of to reiterate it, um, so I was the manager at Blues Gym in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, at 44th and Kalamazoo, we all pull up, you know what I'm saying? We get in there, get the hands, get ready. But so I was managing that gym at the time and, 
Um, we actually um, had the gym, uh, what's the word, like reconstruct, redone. Was, yeah, remodeled. Yeah, remodeled. It, it was remodeled by a TV show called The Fixers. So it's kind of like Extreme Home Makeover. If you've ever seen that show, it's set for like businesses. So they came and they filmed the whole thing. And uh, obviously, you know, it's a pretty big TV show. So they had, um, you know, the production crew, they had the the cast and they had um like the back set people, which was, uh, Jordan was one of those. She uh, was a set medic. So um, on set, every morning she would be checking us for COVID and stuff like that. Early in the morning. <laughs> Y'all just put on hoodies, walked Man. down, didn't even say hello or good morning or nothing. I was like, I don't want to talk to nobody. It's too early. And these people got so much energy. These Hollywood people, you know, seven in the morning. So I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? We're about to shoot today. I'm like, Man, yo. And he just tired. thought... He just thought I was fine, so he tried to shoot his shot, but then we became friends. And I missed like eight times. <laughs> I was in the back boy. I was breaking that thing. Y'all know, if y'all know me, I cannot shoot anyway. So like, I don't know why I thought. <laughs> but no, real side. So we met at, uh, on set there and we became friends. And uh, yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. The rest is history. Yeah, he can't get rid of me if he tried now. <sighs> <laughs> that's a great way to end the show on that note <laughs> no literally no it's been uh yeah it's been 30 minutes but hey it's it's been a great conversation thank you for coming out i'd love to have you back absolutely and uh tell them your uh what is it tiktok handle or username whatever so they can follow crap you. hold up you don't know it it's rogue medic that's r-o-g-u-e R-O-G-U-E. hold up hold up 21 rogue medic 21 like just okay. the numbers okay Rogue Medic 21. 21. Make sure you follow her. And I'll be sharing some of this podcast on there, too. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. You know, I got to support my other black-owned businesses and my friend. Look at that. Appreciate that. Go ahead and drop some Chick-fil-A off later. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, can I have some Starbucks? Paul, can you send some Chick-fil-A? Paul, can you get (laughs) Uh, Mm. You know I love to eat. That's my weakness. So if you ask me any time of the day, I'm going to be there. You know what I'm saying? No matter what I'm doing. But we're outside. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. This is the Lunch Break Podcast with Paul Bernard II. It was a great conversation with my best friend and my homie, my business partner, and my sister, Jordan Jansen. Please make sure you follow her on TikTok, Rogue Medic 21. If you guys want to be guests on the show, you have any questions, go to Unify Group, Y-O-U-N-I-F-Y group.com forward slash the lunch break. And uh, you can put in your form there and we'll connect. Hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week. Peace.